Hello, this is the Unexpected Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Brooks. I'm a speech language pathologist who found herself unexpectedly expecting. Tune in as I update you week by week along my pregnancy journey. Episodes will also feature chats with new and expecting moms. So let's get into it. This is 25 Weeks Pregnant. Hello. Yes, I am 25 weeks pregnant. I have been sick since the day I turned 25 weeks. I feel a bit better now. Um, In my sickness, I completed my registry. Uh, But before we talk too much about me, let's hear about 25 weeks in pregnancy. 25 weeks according to what to expect when you're expecting. Baby's growing by leaps and bounds and inches and ounces this week, reaching 13 inches over a foot long in length and more than uh, one and a half pounds in weight. And there are exciting developments on the horizon too. Capillaries are forming under the skin and filling with blood. By week's end, air sacs lined the capillaries will also develop in your baby's lungs, getting them ready for their first breath of air. Mind you, those lungs aren't ready for prime time breathing yet, and they have a lot of maturing left to do before they will be. Though, they're already beginning to develop surfactant, a substance that will help them expand after birth. Your baby's lungs are still too underdeveloped to sufficiently send oxygen to the bloodstream and release carbon dioxide from the blood aka breathe and speak and speak of breathing your baby's nostrils which have been plugged up until now are now starting to open up this week this enables your little one to begin taking practice breaths vocal cords are functioning now too leading to occasional hiccups which you'll certainly be feeling As per the usual, I am not feeling the things that the book says that I should, uh, but it is only um, week 25, day three, Uh, so maybe I'll get some hiccups later. Anyway, so yes, I have been sick this week. It is a nightmare to be pregnant and sick. Um, I mean, it sucks to be sick in general. then it sucks even worse to be sick and pregnant because you really can't take any medications except Tylenol and Benadryl um, unless your doctor recommends otherwise. Um, And then what also sucks the worst is being pregnant, sick during a global pandemic where you're freaking out the entire time thinking that you actually have COVID-19. But turns out I just had a sinus infection and um, I tested negative for COVID. I'm going to take another test just in case, but um, my symptoms are really not consistent with COVID-19, so I don't have fever. I don't have nausea. I don't have loss of taste or smell. I don't have um, any diarrhea. I don't have any achiness. I don't have any exhaustion. Everything I have is just like upper respiratory um, and things like that. So Mike and I both got tested for COVID and got negative results. And he's been taking NyQuil and DayQuil and vitamin C and zinc. And I've been taking Tylenol, Benadryl and vitamin C. Um, (coughs) But yeah, so like I said, all my symptoms have been upper respiratory problems. Uh, 
and one night I felt like my nose and my like nasopharynx the part of my throat right behind my nose was just like legit on fire it was so painful and difficult to sleep um everything was like dry and burning um the best thing I got though was this uh vix sinus inhaler it's a personal stream inhaler and it looks like like a nebulizer like a small nebulizer um humidifier and you basically just like put some water in it and then you put it up to your face and breathe in the the steam um and that made me feel a bazillion times better um it was very soothing and it like broke up my congestion and I highly recommend purchasing one especially if you're pregnant and uh I think it would have been good for me even sooner because as I've mentioned in earlier episodes, I have been congested at night and I've been waking up with nosebleeds. So um, I think it would help like with the moisture. So uh, I don't think it'll go to waste even after I feel better. Um, but I am starting to feel better, luckily. Um, so while I was couch bound, I completed my registry and I did use baby list. So... I initially started a registry on Target because I was told if you start a registry and then you make like a $35 purchase, you get like a free pregnancy gift. Um, and this is the same for like Walmart and Amazon. Um, so I did that. Uh, but I found Babylist to be the best because then you can choose, um, you can choose just items from all different websites. So you're not just confined to Target. Um, so I like that better. I, um, I asked so many experienced parents what I should register for. Like I posted it on my speech therapy Instagram, which is Deborah Brooks SLP, if you want to follow me there. Um, and I got a lot of good feedback. So I put a lot of items on there that were suggested by experienced parents and not just frivolously choosing items. Um, I do intend to breastfeed, but I added some bottles and bottle accessories just in case. Um, it's a bit annoying, the <laughs> judgment that comes with a baby registry. Um, I've had two family members who've gotten on my nerves with their negative feedback. Um, I'm really not interested in the ne negative feedback. I don't even want advice. I'm not somebody who's like, wondering what other people think like most of the time I just wish people would keep their thoughts and ideas to themselves and then I would be much happier like I don't need feedback or advice or anything I just kind of want to be accepted and left alone anyway so um yeah I just I want what I want so can't I just have it like I don't understand the drama why people were like get this one instead no get yourself that when you have a baby it's just a nightmare. It's just next time I have a baby, I'm not telling anyone. I need to give more people grace, though, I'm thinking. Um, I think people are just excited and they want to be a part of everything. And I should be grateful that I have such support and people are looking forward to this baby being born. But I'm a little selfish. I'm like, he's my baby. And I, I've been waiting my whole life for him. I mean, yeah, I have a whole podcast about how it was unexpected but that doesn't mean that um I wasn't really expecting it my whole life like I would as a kid 
remember playing house and like stuffing <laughs> things in my pants and shirt so that it would look like I was pregnant and um I don't know I've never wanted anything more than a baby I just never knew when it was gonna happen um so yeah I've been thinking about this for a very long time and looking forward to having a baby for a very long time and I'm just not really on board with all the sharing I have to do I feel like I don't want to share him I, he's mine <laughs> inside me and um I want to keep him for myself and my husband I am very much looking forward to Mike holding the baby and caring for him um I guess like my biggest fear is I'm worried about when it's time to give birth and then many people and I don't know if this is true so don't hold me to it but I have an anterior placenta I think I've said it about 5,000 times on this podcast um, and apparently if that's the case for you then if you have an anterior placenta you're more likely to have a breech baby which in turn makes you more likely to have to have a c-section so my fear is that I'm going to have to have a C-section, which is like, whatever, I'll accept it, even though it's not what I want. But it's going to take longer for me to recover, and then people are just going to, like, swoop away my baby and be like, you're tired, you need to recover, and let me take him. And I'm going to be like, no, <laughs> give me back my baby. Um, that's my fear. So I just want to bounce back. I want to do whatever labor <laughs> necessary to just be the most functional person afterwards so that nobody tries to swoop my baby away from me. I don't know if this is an irrational fear or what, but um, I don't know. It's what I've been thinking about. Um, another thing before we get into our interview is I, uh, I've been eating a lot of dates because I've read on naturalmama.com that dates are very good for you during pregnancy. Um, it's a type of fruit it's cont that contains saturated and unsaturated fatty acids, which are involved in saving and supporting ener supplying energy. Um, it contains serotonin, tannin, and calcium, and that contributes to contraction of the smooth muscles in the uterus. It also has a laxative effect. There's natural sugars that are easily broken down to that won't spike your uh, blood sugar level. They have fiber, potassium, magnesium, um, folate, which ensures your baby's spinal cord matures properly and avoiding neural tube deficits. It's got vitamin K. Um, so I always say, even when I'm not pregnant, I think it's best, like, when you're trying to make any dietary changes, instead of thinking, like, oh, I better eat less sugar or, oh, I better eat less fat, you just find something else that you're going to try to eat more of. So instead of, like, depriving yourself of something, just try to add something new. So, like, instead of saying no more cookies and donuts, say, this week I'm going to have more dates and cucumbers or something and um, see how that works for you. This week, I have some old audio for you guys, and this is an episode that I've been holding on to for a while just because I ended up with so many 
interviews and so much content that it just kept getting pushed back. Um, so in this episode, Mike and I talk all about the very controversial topic of circumcision, and uh, we each state our positions on the topic. Um, there are guest appearances from my sister, Amanda, um, and then also um, comedian Stavros Halkius. Halkius. I never know how to say Stav's last name. Um, but yeah, so we talk all about circumcision. This um, episode does have explicit language, such as every episode that Mike is in. Um, and I hope that you appreciate it for its entertainment value. And uh, don't come at me attacking me. This is just people speaking their minds. And uh, that's just it. I, um, I'll have you know that uh, I think it's important to do whatever you think is best for yourself and your family and your child. So by no means should you be swayed by the arguments within this podcast. It is strictly for entertainment purposes. And if you like it, please uh, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. I certainly appreciate it. Okay, on to the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Unexpected Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Brooks, and today I am joined by my husband, who's also a stand-up comedian, future father, Mike Racine. How are you? Now, it's called the Unexpected Podcast, but mm -hmm. is there like a double meaning to that? Because it's not really, it's only kind of one meaning, the unexpected pregnancy. Well, so, but I also ask all the guests, like, what has happened I mean, it that... It could that unexpected. I, I mean, was very surprised. We knew what we were doing. <laughs> I always ask everybody, like, what has what have you experienced that was very unexpected mm -hmm. that nobody talks about? Mm -hmm. So far, people have said, sorry. Oh, well, you know, it's unexpected Your how much I was going to have to burp. Your attitude. My attitude? Yeah. I think I'm pleasant. Yeah. Um, a lot of people say, like, how hard the fourth trimester was or, yeah. like, you know, boobs leaking yeah. or I had a little ad I gave you a little attitude last night. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. We're moving into a new place, and the new place is way more not way more expensive, but it's a, a little more expensive than the place we live in right now. Mm -hmm. But it's a better, but more amenities, it's a better place, better better fit for our family. Yes, and uh, and then you, so you hand me the key to the front door, and you go like, <laughs> yeah, you go. Um, uh, the landlord said it's like really tricky. It's like really <laughs> tricky to open this door, and, and I'm like, and I'm just thinking like. For the amount of money that we're paying for this place, it's a fucking key and a door. And then you psyched me out. You go, you go. Oh yeah, because we're renting the space from a married couple. And you're like, yeah. She told me it took her like ten minutes to figure out how to unlock the door. And so I'm just like doing everything I can. It's like it's a key going into a lock. Like there's not much mm -hmm. you can do with it. Yeah. And then you figured it out, but it just made me so mad that I yeah. have to like finagle with this. Did you have a tantrum? That I'm paying would you a lot say? of money for. Did I have a tantrum? I punched the wall. I told you not to do that. Which it's funny that I punched the wall of our new place before our stuff's <laughs> moved in. I know. I'm but it's just, I, I would, and then what? <laughs> what you? But I don't. I don't know. I like. How do you? What am I supposed to do? And then what? So what you have? You got to pull. You just got to pull the key out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but you would think that Mr. Genius Landlord could have taught could have told he you that. He said that he would change he said, it. Don't, and he did. He did said he? don't put but it all the way in and then lift it up. He's like if it's too hard we're going to change it and if it no, gets I don't worse need we're going to change it. I don't need him to change it. He doesn't like it either. I don't need him to change Italians it. Italians don't yeah. like difficult things. No, we do not. <laughs> 
life's too difficult as it is. Yeah. Um, so today we are going to talk about uh, the controversial topic of circumcision. Yeah. Which well, not is not controversial to me. I know exactly where I stand. All right. So let me explain some stuff first. It's the removal of the foreskin from the human penis. In the most common procedure, the foreskin is opened, adhesions, um, adhesions are removed, and the foreskin is separated from the glands. So I don't know how a circumcision is done, but I always... Did you ever see Robin Hood Men in Tights? Yeah. In Robin Hood Men in Tights, there was a rabbi... Mel Brooks played this rabbi character, mm-hmm. and he, he carries around with him like a little guillotine for mm-hmm. circumcisions. And that's always how I pictured a circumcision. Right. So I mean, like, yeah. So Mel Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. That's your. <laughs> no, but it was like a joke. But I was like, yeah. but that does seem like, but it's either that or it's like a, it's like a cigar cutter. I think it's like imagine a cigar your cutter. Son, imagine your son's beautiful little perfect penis that God created. Yeah. Getting put in a cigar cutter. So I will say it sounds With terrifying. A razor blade. My sister's a pediatric nurse. She said she the worst screams are in the world come from the babies getting circumcised. I'm gonna tell you some pros and cons. I think it's barbaric. Okay, hold on. So um, circumcised infants are less likely to develop urinary tract infections. Okay. Circumcised men might be at a lower risk for penal cancer, and they might offer additional. Pen- what's penal cancer? I don't know. Penis cancer. Oh, okay. Um, Why don't they just call it penis cancer? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you gonna confuse me? I don't know. It sounds. It's like when big. they call. It's like when they make confusing financial terms. <laughs> just call it what the fuck it is. Okay. Can we curse in this or no? Yeah. Well, go for it. Um, some studies indicate that the procedure might offer an additional line of defense against sexually transmitted diseases like HIV in heterosexual men. Heterosexual men don't get HIV. Okay, it let's was created calm by the government down. to kill off the gay population. Okay, uh, <laughs> um, penal problems such as irritation, inflammation, and AIDS. infection are the most common in uh, uncircumcised I, males. Ronald Reagan created AIDS. Okay, is that what you believe? I can only control my own actions. I don't. I can't control you. He was like, "We're going to make a disease that's going to be so powerful <laughs> that we don't have to deal with those people anymore." <laughs> Stop. Um, okay. It's easier to keep clean when a penis is circumcised, although uncircumcised boys can learn how to clean how about beneath this? the foreskin how about once this? they're older. Don't circumcise our kid. You, you, you leave me in charge. You know how I'm in charge of the bathroom? Yeah. I'll be in charge of the bathroom and my son's dick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keeping my son's dick clean. You know how I take out the garbage? Uh-huh. And I and I generally take care generally, of the backyard. I mean, I yell at... What are my responsibilities? I, I clean the toilet around yeah, here? Yeah, So I'll do that. Yeah. All right, you're in charge I'll of the I'll be in penis. charge of the toilet, handyman stuff, mice, and my son's little pee-pee. Well, we better not have mice in this new apartment. We're on the fourth floor. Yeah. Um, some people claim that circumcision lessens the sensitivity of the tip of the penis, decreasing sexual pleasure later in life, but none of yes. these subjective findings are conclusive. Okay. Um, although circumcision appears to have some medical benefits, it also carries potential risks, as does any surgical procedure. The risks are small, and there's just can be like it's like 0.2% of cases have minor bleeding, local infection. Can I say something? Yes. That might be a little now, I don't know if it's verified. Okay. And I it might be a little we might need a little trigger warning. Mm-hmm. Trigger warning, uh, 
but what what from from what I've heard is that there's certain parts it, there's certain sects of Judaism mm-hmm. where the rabbi is required to perform the circumcision and then drain the the dis- the blood or the discharge with his with his mouth. Yes, I've heard of this. And then are you about to tell me the story that a rabbi gave a bunch of babies herpes? If a rabbi a rabbi gives my baby herpes, we're gonna have words. We're not Jewish. I don't. Well, if if you feel like it's you get a discount or something no. from a rabbi, and he gives my baby chlamydia or fucking herpes before he even no. before he even sees a pair of tits, no. I will. I am. I'm gonna fight that rabbi. Okay. Well, that's not happening. I will beat the shit out of that fucking rabbi. So a decision that you need to make before you leave the hospital, unless you're Jewish and you're going to have a bris, is whether or not you would like your baby circumcised. Now many. People have this decided for them based on their religious beliefs and their cultural background. Mm-hmm. Um, about 55 to 65 percent of newborns are circumcised in the United States, but it's way less common in um, Asia, South America, Central America, and Europe. Mm-hmm. So, you want to call Stavros and see if he how he feels? Uh, yeah, we don't have that phone. You want to call him right up? It's on over your phone? there. Well, why don't you just put your phone to the speaker? Um, Because I don't know if he's going to answer. That's all right. All right. Well, try it. Um, We can always edit this out anyway. But so what I have concerns about, first Uh of all, you're the father. Mm -hmm. You're both boys. Mm -hmm. You're circumcised. So it's like Mm -hmm. you're doing okay. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, My concern. Are you calling him or not? I don't know. He probably won't pick up. Just dial and see if he doesn't. All right. So my concern is um, that I don't want him to get made fun of. So we did consult our one friend who is not circumcised, comedian Andy Haynes, mm-hmm. <laughs> just outing him. Um, and we asked him if he ever wished that he was. And he said, sure, he wishes that he was at some point. Like in high school, he got roasted a bunch. Mm-hmm. But then I asked him if he has a son, will he circumcise his son? And he did tell me no. Mm-hmm. Um, unless his wife was like adamant about it and Rosebud said that she would mm-hmm. leave it up to him. So we're going to call another person who is uh, also not circumcised if he answers. Yeah. How do you say his last name? Halkius. So this is Stavros Halkius. He's a Halkius? Halkius. He's a comedian. He's got a couple podcasts and uh, maybe he's too good to answer his phone. Yeah. I had a feeling. Well... People don't ants just pick up the phone when you call them. <laughs> well, whatever. Let me text them. All right. Um, so, yeah, my concern is that I just don't want him to get... I've never seen an uncircumcised adult. Hey, man, just wanted your opinion on whether you wish you were circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a voice to text. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I just don't want him to get made fun of or to feel, like, different or anything. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's, like, your choice. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me what you already explained, us, I suppose. Tell you what. What is your decision, your final answer? Well, um, you know, I read this a long time ago. I read this book by Christopher Hitchens called God is Not Great. It was sort of at the height of the, um, you know, early 
or late aughts atheism movement where people were like, I'm an atheist, religion is stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of public intellectuals were like, religion's never done anything, never been positive. Mm-hmm. It's a net negative on the world, blah, blah, blah. So there's a whole chapter. So this is already a biased book. Well, it's it's presenting a point of view and a thesis. Okay. But, um, you know, the, but they may, but so, so Hitchens makes the argument in the book that circumcision, like why, why would you believe in a God that designed you perfectly, but then you have to cut off a piece of, like you don't cut anything else off. Mm-hmm. You don't cut off like your little toe or anything. And then, right. and then what he argues is that uh, a circumcised penis is less sensitive. So it makes you less, it makes you enjoy sex less. Okay. So it, so it's it makes th- therefore it makes it easier for the church to control you mm-hmm. and control your sexual urges. So between that guy and Mel Brooks, you're like not doing it. I don't just I just don't think it's necessary, and it doesn't make any sense. And like, and then because I because I feel like because because for me uh, personally, I'm like hmm, I wonder if my I wonder if my penis was a little more sensitive. Mm-hmm. But then there's other guys that you talk to that are circumcised, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't need my penis to be any more sensitive." Mm-hmm. But I, so I always just wonder, like, I always just wonder, like, what it would what what it would be like mm-hmm. if if I didn't have a piece of my penis cut off. Right. But what if one day you're showering with your son, and he's like, "Daddy, how come my pee pee looks different than yours?" I would say because your grandparents are sick fucks, <laughs> oh and we're normal. <laughs> You're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to talk Plus, to him about how, like... Plus, I don't think I would shower with my... I don't think I would shower with my son. Why not? Just because your dad... Your dad has such a big penis when you're little. Uh-huh. Like, if you asked me to describe my father's penis from when I was a kid, <laughs> I would tell... I would... If I was describing it to, like, a sketch artist, a police sketch artist, <laughs> I would tell him it was, like, the size of a Coke can. <laughs> now, I think my dad might have a big penis. <laughs> Okay. I have a feeling that my dad might have a big penis because he's not like a, he's a pretty like chill guy, mm-hmm. you know, like he's not like a, <laughs> he's not like a, I got to prove myself kind of guy. Right. So he's probably just like a nice guy with, <laughs> with a, who's like packing major wood. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not like a high achiever or anything. Is he's he just circumcised? Pretty like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, my dad never wanted to talk about anything sexual related he's very ashamed of his because he's catholic yeah uh-huh well did you ask him stuff yeah but it was always like weird it was it was uh i just talked to my mom about it i guess mm-hmm. so you're not gonna shower with one our time. son huh what about in bathing suits one time she when she came to pick me up from college and she asked me if i had sex yet and i was like i was like surprised that she asked me that and i just walked away <laughs> you're like no uh, it's none of your business it's <laughs> none of your business or anybody else's everyone blooms everyone develops and blooms when they have when it's when it's the right time for them right exactly some people don't even fuck till in their in their 20s right yeah and that's perfectly normal it's that better is off normal. less regret it's better off because then you get to have a real relationship a real human connection mm-hmm. i mean you didn't have sex until you met me yeah of course yeah exactly that's why I performed so poorly that first night we had sex because I didn't know what I was doing. That's why. That's why we didn't get pregnant for five years. Yeah. 
No, I was see it was unexpected because we never got pregnant before. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty shocked when I told you you were shocked. Yeah, right. We never got pregnant before because I was very good at self control and, and discipline. Then what I was basically <laughs> hold on. I was basically like Bruce Lee. <laughs> exercising amazing mental and emotional control never leaving my penis in your vagina too long okay and always pulling out at the right moment i the time the one i did there were a couple times when i were in you know i'm like ah, roll the dice whatever mm-hmm. but i do it i it it wasn't like intentional i'm very intentional with the things i do so you got me pregnant on purpose I didn't get you pregnant on purpose, but we were. I think it was like I wanted to show you how much I cared about you. <laughs> okay. Well, well, thank you because I'm very glad. I don't want you to. Th- I didn't want you to think that I'm just some, you know, pulling at some <laughs> some guy who fucks you and then doesn't give you his cum. Thank you. You know. Thanks. Yeah. But I was also thinking before. So our friend Andy, who's circumcised, said that mm-hmm. he got made fun of. Yeah. So I was thinking, what if like. Imagine like you call like calling the principal and being like, uh, "Hi, I heard that they made f- they're making fun of my son's penis in the <laughs> locker room. I was wondering, would you would you mind if I came in as a guest speaker <laughs> and they bring the whole school? They separate the boys and the girls and they bring the whole school and I'm like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" And I just rap teaching them. There's a little thing called the foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> and my son has a no- to- totally normal penis. Stand up, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we have to move. <laughs> we have to change school districts. Yeah. Are you going to be an embarrassing dad? Now, let, now let me tell you, dudes, and well, rap is hard. <laughs> There's a little thing called a foreskin sometimes. Let me tell you something, son. My kid does not have a circumcision. <laughs> right. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Me and Frankie are just like on stage. Yeah, beatboxing's hard too. Me and Frankie are on stage beatboxing. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Remember, it, you don't have a, no matter what your penis looks like, God made us in his image. Right. Yeah. Because he did. Yeah. So we are not getting our son circumcised. I mean, you make a case for for not for circumcising him. I no, I don't. I don't. I just care want enough. my son. I don't fight. I'm not fighting for it. I just want my son to enjoy pussy and head. Did you? And do you not? No, I do. But what if I could enjoy it I'm more? I have to put explicit on this. What episode? if it was better? I don't know, dear. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you just got to teach him how to wash it. Okay. I don't know. All right. Maybe it is dirty. It's, I've never seen, I think I saw, I think Gabby once sent me a picture of an uncircumcised adult penis that was Well, large. honey, we have the internet right and here on I our phones. I don't want, no, thank you. We can Google it. No, I don't want to see it. See, that's what's frightening to me is that it's ugly. But I don't want to offend anybody who's not circumcised well, wait a minute. listening. I'm sure that you have done well in your life. I don't... <laughs> I don't know. Well, what penis is not ugly? All penises are ugly. No, I think you have a very nice penis. Um, maybe it doesn't even look that. It doesn't even look that different, honey. Look, the fucking circumcised penis. Like, whose fucking whose idea was that? I don't know. Whose idea was that to make the penis look like that? I don't know. 
But uh, in conclusion, how many penises have you seen? Um, only yours and all the babies that I've changed. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah. So look, this is what it looks. This is what it looks like. Now that's a hot dog in a in a croissant. Oh my god! <laughs> but that's what it looks like. I hated looking at that. Okay, so... This is what it looks like. Mike Cole, you... This is... Okay. Well, in conclusion, Mike has uh, Google-imaged uncircumcised penis. He showed me several pictures that are not actually a penis. Um, Look at this. The virgin... There's a meme. The virgin circumcised penis. The Chad uncircumcised penis. (laughs) Virgin circumcised penis, desensitized. Yeah, number one. I mean, that's kind of like the big thing, desensitized. Okay. Brags he will never get dick cancer. (laughs) This is the virgin circumcised penis, always discolored and irritated. Complains about chafing after sex. Blames women for not being wet enough. Risk of dying from circumcision surgery. Penis smells rancid because he thinks no foreskin means he doesn't have to clean it. That's true. You do have to clean your penis. Ugly penis scar. Dry, cracked, and shriveled head. Must use lubricant to masturbate. Desensitized. Now, I don't have to use lube to masturbate. I'm mm-hmm. a dry... All right. The, the Chad uncircumcised penis. This is really funny. <laughs> Fulfillment in his sexual relationships. Healthy coloration. Proper blood flow. Full penis length and girth. Zero risk of death from circumcision surgery. I don't think that... How many people have died from that? Smooth I don't... velvety... A couple people. Mm-hmm. Smooth velvety texture feels more pleasurable to women during sex, even if they lubricate less. Cleans his penis. Naturally ribbed for her pleasure. Oh. Doesn't need to masturbate. No crack skin on head. Foreskin keeps penis supple. It just it just it just feels like circumcision is just an unnecessary weird thing that, that we do that comes from religion. Okay. All right. So and I think I would be here. very adamant about not circumcising our son. And that's fine. I hope my sister I and know cousin don't weird. do it secretly behind our back. That'd I, be illegal, uh, right? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> if they cut off a part of my son's penis, ah. I'm going to cut off something of theirs. Okay. I swear to Christ. <laughs> um, background info, my cousin and my sister they wouldn't do that. work in the they hospital and they, they will be there. They wouldn't do it. But ask Jen what she thinks. Well, she's got three boys that are probably all circumcised. So, but I, yeah, I'll ask her what she thinks. But I, t- I, t- I better, we'll call your sister right now. You fuck with my son's penis. All right, call her up. How many minutes have we done this? Go ahead. I will take something of yours. <laughs> I will take your dog. Call I will her. raise him as my own. Are you going to call her quick? Go ahead. No, I don't know. Come on. Let's see what she says. I don't think she would do anything. And she she's probably against it, too. I don't know if she is. Why don't you attach the cord? Because it's not. Hello? Um. So Mike and I are doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, it's about circumcision uh-huh. and our future son. Uh-huh. So from an, a pediatric nurse perspective, would you uh-huh. circumcise your son? <sighs> well, it's not a hard yes or no. It is a hard yes or no because, I mean, the procedure takes about five minutes total. Uh-huh. Um you know, we give the baby amla beforehand, which helps a little bit. Other places do lidocaine block, which I know helps a little bit more. Um, 
you know, the, it's painful for like the first couple minutes when they're doing the cut because the kid's like screaming, but you give the kids like sugar water and the pacifier and it stops and they sleep for the rest of the procedure. Um, and then, you know, it's just the care of it. So you don't know that that part is happening. I don't know if there's like long-term effects of like, you know, trauma or whatever. Um, you know, if I had a son, I would want him circumcised only because of like, even though, even though they say like, it's only for aesthetics and that, um, it's not really like necessary, but like one, so, and not that these things are important, but these are just factors, um, you know, so that like, he does look like all the other kids in the locker room, you know, that's a big thing. There's a lot of, right. you know, you know, you don't want the kid to feel left out. His penis looks like uh, ugly compared to the other ones. Um, it's easier to keep up with like hygiene, but it really isn't because, you know, you would just like, if the kid wasn't circumcised, you would just like pull the foreskin down. You have to like and put it back up. So it's like more care. It's not just like easy. Well, it's rare, it's uh, rare that you get naked in a locker room. What? It's rare that you get naked in a locker room. Mike said that um, he's not going to be naked in a locker room. So Mike is oh, against it. Mike doesn't want to get the baby circumcised. Okay. Well, do you make fun of men who aren't circumcised? Oh, yeah. Like maybe every day. Yeah, maybe okay, every day. So, so you want... No, I don't see other know? men's... I don't see other men's penises. No offense to people who do, but... No, but you... You... Do you make... Do you... Would you make fun of a dude who wasn't circumcised? Or like yeah, I have a whole 20-minute chunk on it in my, in my <laughs> okay, album. So why would you... No, he no, doesn't. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't make fun of a guy who's uncircumcised. Okay, well, women don't like it. Like, there are... Like, no, it feels I mean, better for women. women. Well, not from the memes that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you okay. want your... And then, so, Mike was also hoping that you and Jennifer would not secretly circumcise our son... In the hospital. No, you're the one who brought that up. I don't <laughs> think she would do that. Unfortunately, it has to be signed consent from the parents. Otherwise, right. I would take him and do it myself. Yeah, right. I, I would take something. I would take something of yours if you did that. <laughs> Deborah, listen. You will get. He will get circumcised, and it, it's a. I would cut one of your tits off. I'd cut one of your tits off if you did that. <laughs> All right, my phone's gonna die, but thank you. You ha he has to get circumcised anyway, and that's it. All right, good. To okay. All right, bye. Thank oh, you. Bye. I love that he has to get circumcised because some whore might not like it. Because you <laughs> women can't think of anything. You it's can't think of anything but your freaking vaginas. No, that's not. Just, that is not let's a let's mutilate my baby's you genitals so you don't have to look at a fucking uncircumcised penis. Can you stop thinking about your pussies for five minutes? Oh my God, I can't. All right, we gotta we gotta wrap this up. All right, uh, all right. thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, so it's just about women now. It's just it's women that want an uncircumcised penis. Yeah, because you don't want to look at an ugly dick. So let's yeah. mut let's mutilate my son's genitals because <laughs> you don't want to look at a dick that's that's ugly. I will be fine with what you choose, but it's a fear of mine because even Rosebud said she didn't like looking at Andy's penis, but she did marry him. Well, he has. Yeah, he's got the kid's got to wash his dick. What do you want me to say? <laughs> okay. Um. So thanks for listening. I hope you listened to the whole episode and. Uh, 
check out Mike's podcast. He's got the sit down. It's a comedy podcast. He's also got another podcast called the dad show where he talks to other dads. Most of them are comedians. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye. So then Stav called us back and here is his audio talking to Mike about circumcision. Um, just some background. Stavros is a comedian. He's on two podcasts, Pod Don't Lie and Come Town. Um, it gets explicit. So if you don't want to hear a lot of explicit this, then uh, end the episode here. Yeah, we were just talking about if we should circumcise <laughs> our kid or not. <laughs> dude, never, dude. Never. I know. Yeah. yeah. You gotta go au natural. Are you sure, uh, stuff? It's so barbaric. I'm positive. I, this, this, I have. Yeah. A, I am staunchly pro or anti-circumcision. Yeah. Why? Um, I just think it's fucked. Like, okay, I, I will say, not only it's such a belief of mine that my dick is actually kind of fucked up for for being uncircumcised, uh -huh. but I believe most people don't have don't come up with any uh, complications, and it's just like. The idea of chopping off a baby's the tip of a baby's dick. So sick. Almost no reason. Yeah. Like I don't really know the medical reason for it. So less um, likely to get urinary tract infections and That's fair that's just about but that's like that's if they never wash their dick. Okay. Yeah. Like that's that's the whole whenever people say it's like now the one thing is like I guess like skin is easier to get like to contract like STDs than dick mm -hmm. cells or whatever, but mm -hmm. I also think that's not that big of an issue overall. Um, so I don't know. I just think that's you know I know I'm not. Uh, my kids are never getting their their dick chopped off. Well, we just talked uh, to Deb's sister, who's a nurse, and she's like pro circumcision, and she was like, and also it's ugly, and I'm like, oh, so this is just about you and your fucking go. yeah. There we go. You fucking whores. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, this is about a sleek-looking penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just want nice. it to look nicer. <laughs> I per Listen, I've, plenty of people have been like, oh, no, no, almost no one is mad at me. I have only one time, one annoying girl would not suck my dick because I was uncircumcised. Yeah. And she was kind of annoying anyway. Yeah. And everybody else has been pretty... <laughs> Has been pretty, <laughs> yeah. You know, they see it as a nice little treat. You know, like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never had one of these. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's like it's like the equivalent to dying because you're putting up Christmas decorations for your bitch wife. You also have to get part of your dick cut off. <laughs> Just the stuff we do for them. <laughs> That's right. This is your moment. This is your moment to uh, put my to foot stand down. Up. Yeah, exactly. Put your foot down to the women and the Jews running the circumcision industry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Deb was like, "What are you gonna do if you're taking a shower with your son?" He's like, "Why is your penis different?" I'm gonna say, "Cause your grandparents were sick fucks and they chopped part of my dick off." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then you teach them never to fully trust your parents. Exactly. Which is an important lesson, I think. <laughs> and don't get naked around grandma and grandpa, or they'll <laughs> chop part of your dick off. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Well, Sweet. I hope uh, I hope my opinion is uh, can be of some use. It is. Yeah. You and Andy Good. both said that you're not for circumcision, so. Well, Andy Good. said he wished sometimes he was circumcised, which is weird. It's like if you want it so bad, why don't you just go do it now? You could do it at any moment. Yeah. And I literally probably like.
medically might. One doctor told me to get circumcised, and I still yeah. won't do it. Yeah. Why? So, Good. I just, I don't know. It's a uh, maybe. I'm maybe I'm the extreme opposite of where I take pride. I take pride in it. Yeah. Well, that's good. Good. That's my opinion. All right. If if everyone uncircumcised keeps saying to me that they are happy with that (laughs) and wouldn't do it, then I guess. Uh, I love it. I love it. And if he gets made fun of, we'll just start. We'll just do an assembly at his school to. (laughs) We'll show up. We'll show up and and pull out the other little kids' dicks and be like, "Well, look at this fucking." Well, I think your dick's weird looking. Fucked up little shrimp dick. <laughs> and then we pull out our cocks and show them to all the children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we build a department of education for <laughs> education. Yeah, we start our charter schools based around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, thanks, Charlie. All right, guys, no problem. Yeah, yeah thanks. The Unexpected Podcast is recorded and produced by Deborah Brooks and is sponsored by the Sit Down with Microscene Podcast, SLP's Wine and Cheese Podcast, and the Dad Show with Microscene Podcast. For more unexpected content, head over to www.patreon.com slash Deborah Brooks CCC SLP. If you love the show, I'd appreciate a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.